0: Hello and welcome to Loving Rebind Podcast, where it's okay not to be okay. My name is Emma Shamirai, M for short, and I'm going to be your host. We are human beings and not human doings. How do you introduce yourself? What do you say who you are? In the first half of the year, I will discuss topics of who we are, who we are in Christ and from that identity, who we are as individuals. What I experienced in the not so long but also not too short life of mine is that no matter whom I've asked this question, who are you? They immediately gave me their names, age and occupation. But those are simply facts about them or what they do and they don't necessarily give me an accurate picture of who they are don't get me wrong i've done the same for many many years when i had to introduce myself simply because i did not know who i was not knowing ourselves is a pandemic that has started hundreds if not thousands of years ago And it still actively has its victims, despite of all the self-awareness teachings and the cultural change or shift towards seeking psychological help to deal with our traumas and getting to know why we've acted the way we've acted. The reason why I find this so important to talk about is that we don't necessarily know why we don't know ourselves. It happens to someone from various reasons, but I figure that they all fit into two groups. The ones who belong in the first group, they don't know that they don't know themselves. They think they know themselves and there's nothing that needs to be changed. Or they just kind of accepted who they are. Not in a good way though. They use terms like, it's just the way it is, or I guess this is who I am and these aren't necessarily coming from confidence most of these people are actually really anxious about themselves most of the time but they are not able to admit it firstly because their personality was built up by reflections of others and how they treated them and they believed what others have said about them They were built up by others, and to change anything on them, they would need others to step in again. Even if the change is nothing more than practicing self-awareness, they don't necessarily know that they need that either. They do their daily job, go to church even, have meaningful relationships, but if they are challenged with a question like who you are, they would just give the facts. mentioned before they wouldn't go deeper because they don't have the how-to the other group has the opposite approach to life even though they could have experienced the same treatment from others they could have received those reflections of others whether it was bully or praise but instead of being totally immune to it emotionally they take every single comment at heart It bugs them for life they cannot stay stagnant their self-awareness is high they see everyone as a judge and their goal is to find out whether they are dealing with a true judge or a mean one because they know their values and flaws and they want to be surrounded by people who accept them as they are they are human being beings who are constantly changing and improving themselves These people usually use terms, I don't know, but I will look into it, or thank you for taking the time to speak that through with me. And even though this might sound a bit more positive than the first group, these highly self-aware people are almost always discontent or unhappy for what they have or achieved and are constantly working to improve their life, house, relationships, themselves professionally emotionally mentally they would love to have the perfect answer for the question who you are so they are keep building themselves until well the trick is here that there is no end goal for them if they will not learn to be content in who they are on that search certain stage of their lives when they receive the question then they would be constantly miserable so why did I go into this why grouping society into two groups regarding self-awareness isn't that too broad isn't that too general well I'm glad that's bothering you because it was bothering me as well all my life I just didn't know why. It only made sense when I first learned that I am a child of God. In fact, I have learned that I am the daughter of the Almighty. And that, my dear listener, changed the whole perspective and also gave me wisdom to answer to that question, who are you? Who am I? But before going deeper into how God can turn our lives here on earth into a meaningful journey and how I see myself already as the loved, adored and accepted daughter of God, I need to tell you that I have been in both of the groups, but I felt that I don't belong to either of them for 100%. I had characteristics and behavioral patterns from both of the groups, but I did not quite fit in meeting god's grace has showed me the reason why i did not fit in because that never was the plan because there is a third one a third group a real one which is built on his truth and purpose for my life and that many belong there who let god rewind the scenarios of their lives by simply loving them yes Love does leave a mark and that is true for my beloved brothers in the Lord as well. We are all children of God but my main goal is to stay authentic and be honest in this podcast with you so I had to stick with the fact that he made me a woman for a reason. I just pray for you my brothers that you are going to listen to this with an open heart and it would help you understand us women your female siblings and the Lord a bit better so you can fulfill your calling as a man of God better so let's dive in shall we a child never asks to be born the choice of their life is not theirs they were conceived by their parents willingly or at some unfortunate circumstances unwillingly but a child has no say whatsoever whether they should live or die. When I first realized this as a young adult it came from a rather traumatic experience when I have learned at the age of 22 that my father actually wanted to send me away from home when I turned 18. He said to my mother that he helped me to graduate from high school And if I want to learn further or anything for that matter, I should just go and live whatever the way I see fit. He never told me that though. He put up this proud daddy mask to show everyone that his girl goes to pursue her dreams and I have never would have guessed what he truly had in his heart. Until my mom almost divorced him and at the very end of her rope she told me the whole story about how they got to know each other and what she had to go through since then because of his behavior towards her and towards us. He has waited 22 years in agony just because she did not want us to resent our father because she truly believed that something will actually make him thankful for what they had achieved together. I wish I would have the respect what my mother had towards my father, but on that day I broke. And not because of my mother's honesty, or the things that she has said about him to me, to us, but because suddenly it all made sense. Because I did see his resentment towards me over the years, but I wasn't able to recognize it. As for me, he was a loving father who takes delight to work a lot for their family and proud of um, the achievements of their children, and um, even if they achieve greater things as he ever was able or willing. And he just doesn't have time to be as present as he actually wants because he has to work so we would have a nice and comfortable life. But the truth of his heart was different. He genuinely did not care about us. I felt betrayed and unwanted. I felt ashamed and ugly. And I felt anger so much of it that I have eventually built a wall between me and my father I did not want to get hurt again so I have learned how to build walls to protect myself my very father rejected me and I had only one question for him since I have never asked to be born why did you decide to keep me if I obviously was such a burden to you. He answered with pity and anger in his eyes. Because of your mother, she couldn't bear the thought to abort another life. Notice how casually he avoided his responsibility in this matter. My life did not matter to him. My life did not matter to my father. I was somebody else's choice, but not his. I want to stay clear on something what I should have mentioned before I have started this series, but here it is now. Jesus took the blame and the shame for all the things what was done to me and died for them on the cross. My intentions with sharing my traumas is not that I need to speak them out or I want to put the blame on someone. God told me that he has forgiven me. He has forgiven my sins on that cross and he told me that I should do the same to those who have hurt me. That was my biggest lesson and still is the hardest one, but it is possible to forgive. It won't happen overnight though, it is a process. Some takes longer than others but when we truly want to forgive then we will receive grace to do so. I cannot tell you how it works because it is not something what we can sweat out. There are no 3, five, 10 step plans available for a quick fix because you see forgiveness is for the long run that is why it had to be the gate for our eternity because forgiveness is a one-time decision with a daily practice just as we decided to follow Jesus in our life when we understand that there is forgiveness and an abundant life in him and we accept it That is just the first step of that road. Yes, we have beautiful promises to keep chasing life with Jesus daily, but it is also really hard to walk with him if we are constantly hold grudges to those who he sees worthy to die for. So I have decided to let God be God in my life and I gave to him all of my hurt. And dramas and grudges and envy and comparison and disappointment. It wasn't a one time cleansing process. As I said, it took me several attempts with different cases to make the decisions. But when he said that I cannot enjoy the forgiven status unless I forgive others, I kind of broke out and asked him, but how? How should I do that? How can I forgive for those people? Reason me, God. Tell me how to accept my brokenness. And he kindly reminded me of two things. I am not broken because he made me new. And that grace is an unmerited favor, which means we would never be able to reason it. He just gives it out of love. So I asked him a different question. Can you please help me to see others as you see them so I can be more forgiving and loving towards them? And his response was again unexpected. He said you cannot show love or forgiveness or any kind actions for that matter until you don't believe that you are loved and forgiven. He said to me, Emesha, you have to believe me when I say to you that you were chosen to be my daughter. I formed you in your mother's womb and I have created you for such a time as this. Emesha, I take delight in you. Your value is not up for question. You are important in my creation story and I have a beautiful plan for your life. The best one I could think of for you. Will there be difficulties? Yes, surely, but I will never leave you nor forsake you. And just at the minute he started to plant all those wonderful things into my heart, I have found a way to answer back from the position of a victim and question his love for me with this. If you love me this much as you say you do, how is it that you let all those bad things happen to your so-loved daughter? Aren't you supposed to be the protective father for me? Where were you when such and such has happened to me? And there he was with his loving rewind and showed me the most profound yet most complex answer. He simply cannot be held accountable for something that others did to me. Bad things did and will happen. But it is the free will of mankind what let those happen and not the lack of care of God no matter how much i need to blame someone he showed me that healing cannot begin from figuring out whose fault the things were true healing will be able to start only when i finally will accept the love he has for me and let him show me who i am in him so i let him I have accepted my new status as the Daughter of the Almighty a little bit more than a year after I gave my life to Him. See how long that took for me? Even if I was seeking Him and studied His word and started serving in the church and started praying for others, it took me a long time to trust Him with my life. I did believe my prayers for others were heard and will be answered for them, but I thought I am too broken to be fixed quickly. So I kind of waited to let him in. Didn't even realize that was also a lie from the enemy and that no matter how broken we are, God is ready to build us up right away. So I needed time to get to know him, to trust him with my deepest and darkest and most hurtful parts and I also needed time to actually believe that he would want to help in all of the territories of my life because he is the good father and when I understood that he started to speak to me about what do I have as his daughter. You see, if you start to believe this, it actually looks like a fairy tale. Because true love cannot come from a human. No matter how good they are or how loving they are, they are human and they are allowed to be mistaken. I'm not saying these because I'm broken and let my heart speak. No no, this is actually what grace is about that we let people uh, around us to be people and don't expect them to be godly or godlike or saint all the time because we are human beings which means we are all sinners and fall short of god's god's glory all of us there's no exception none no not even that super cool preacher with those very cool messages no not even that ministry leader who fights for human trafficking undercover for years no not even the pope none neither of us is perfect we made perfect by Jesus' sacrifice but we cannot be good without him in us and because we are humans We tend to have this tendency that we try to think that we got things, but God reminded me that if we ever got things, we wouldn't need him. So here we are, humans with a need to be connected to God, but without the perseverance to keep sticking with him. (laughs) And that is why God gave us grace because he knows our nature as our creator he knows we would fall sin hurt or neglect others and it is quite convenient accept grace for our faults but why can't we give that grace to those who hurt us so easily well it is a whole other big big topic and i am already talking to you for a while so let me just leave you this about grace. When we exempt the people from acting perfectly in love and in line with God's standards, that is when we understand the grace, what was given to all of us. And that is the point when we will able to accept our identity as children of God, or in my case, the daughter of the Almighty. And That was the whole point of this episode to lead you to this because everything else will flow from this restoration. So I encourage you to close your eyes and just listen to the next couple of sentences what I wrote in accordance with the Bible in first person so it would help me believe how important I am to God and what are my privileges and responsibilities as his daughter remember although i strongly believe all of them are true for me and for you too it doesn't mean i won't get any attacks on these territories or i am somehow unshakable believe me i am not i record this message with a broken heart because one cannot control what others do to them but one always can and must control one's response to it. So as a dear friend of mine wrote to me a couple of days ago, I'm going to actually actually believe what I say to you for myself as well. Just close your eyes and I declare God's truth over you and over me too. Here it goes. I am the daughter of the Almighty through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, my brother. Yes, I am his co-heir, which labels me untouchable and victorious. I am deeply loved forever. I have a hope and a future. I have access to his power and I have authority over every evil doings. I lack nothing. I can turn to God with literally everything because He is a good Father and He listens to me. I am allowed to be angry with Him because He can deal with it and He is ready to calm me. I am allowed to be disappointed or discouraged. He can deal with that too. In fact, He wants me to discuss those with Him too. So he can lovingly rewind those scenarios for me and show me how he wants me to get back on my feet i am allowed to be weary to do good although he wants to give me grace and strength to overcome my weariness i am allowed to be loud and passionate in matters what are important to him because he is loud and passionate about those too I am created to his image. I am his masterpiece. So it doesn't matter how others are trying to pull me down with their lies, including my destructive self-talk, those cannot have a foothold in me. I am beautiful inside and out. I am allowed to have time for myself to reconnect with him, just as Jesus has demonstrated. I am allowed to speak up for myself and for others. I am called and chosen to be his disciple. I deserve respect and I am prompted to give respect. I am a leader who serves by example. I am royalty, a princess of God who needs to serve others with passion, compassion and mercy. My purpose on this earth is to build his kingdom and i have given every tool and source to fulfill this calling my gentleness is a tool not a weakness i am allowed to be weak so he can be strong through me i am loving and kind i am trusted i am worthy i am flawless I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are too. I intentionally did not include scriptures to each statement because I want to encourage you to go to a little adventure with God and ask him the following. What are the lies that I have believed about myself as your daughter or son? What is your truth about those, about me? You see, I can only show you what he has done in my life to encourage you that he truly can make beauty from ashes. But I cannot tell you what to believe unless Holy Spirit convinces you. So take your time, get out your Bible and ask him those questions. It might take a while to hear back or find the answers for yourself, but when you do, no one can take that away from you. Because that will be the point when you will become who you always created to be. His daughter, his son, in whom he is well pleased. If you found value in this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. Share it with others so more can have the opportunity to start their healing journey by focusing on God's heart towards them too. It's an honor that I can be at your service and if you have any questions about the topic or about me or you want to leave a comment, please leave it in the Q&A section and I'm ready to discuss those in the upcoming episodes. You can also message me directly, just choose your preferred way of communication from my link tree, what I have added to the show notes. Until next time, remember that you are loved, restored and redeemed.